This is a podcast from Minute Media. We're all adults. We're all men. We all know when guys are committed to the process and committed to winning. And, and when you're 0-4, you know, they start pointing fingers at everybody. And, and I think a lot of fingers are being pointed at Urban right now because his credibility will be shot in that locker room. This is Big Man Bets with the seven-time Pro Bowler Jet for Life, Nick Mangold, and the seven-time Pro Bowler Super Bowl champion, leader of the greatest show on turf, or at least one of them, Orlando Pace. Week five is here, gentlemen. We've got coaching issues mainly off the field. We've got some MVP candidates emerging, and we've got some dark horse Super Bowl contenders as well, and another huge matchup on Sunday night. But we are going to start with the man who was once the head coach of both of your alma maters, the Ohio State University. He's under siege, rightfully so. The head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're 0-4, which includes a blowout loss to the Houston Texans. Uh, but, But Urban did not go home with the team after losing to the Bengals. He stayed in Ohio. He went to his restaurant, Urban Meyer's Pint House, (laughs) <laughs> Perhaps had a couple pints, <laughs> and there he was, Orlando, on a cell phone video, getting captured with a young woman dancing in front of him. This is not good. Uh, does Urban need to resign? I don't think he needs to resign because that may not be left up to him. I just think, uh, you know, this this has Steve Spurrier written all over it, right? When you're when you're zero and four. And you choose not to go back with your team and stay in Ohio. Uh, that speaks volumes. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Urban put himself in a horrible position. Uh, but the worst part about it is, is the presser he had afterwards, uh, where he went home, he wanted to visit the grandkids, and he found himself at the Pine House, which is uh, which is a difficult spot to be in when you're 0 and 4. Uh, try explaining that to your owner um, while you're hanging out at the bar and let alone try to explain that to your wife, which is which is a, a tough you know task in itself. But uh, I don't think he may. I don't think he uh, probably will resign. Uh, it's too much money on the table to be left on the table. I think he's uh, going to be one and done in the in the National Football League, though. Yeah, I. Um, so it, it's a tough situation because the biggest to me, the personal uh, you know egregiousness aside. Um, is looking at the fact that he didn't travel back with the team. Uh, you know, I I played under Rex Ryan, who we had a fantastic time. Rex uh, always enjoyed himself thoroughly, um, but he was always with the team. And, you know, he, he would be out at the bar afterwards, after the flight home, and, you know, we'd be there. But, um, you know, we kind of went through this ourselves with Rex, you know, him and his, uh, his enjoyment of feet. And, you know, and the big thing now, obviously, it's a very different situation because uh, he it was with his wife. Um, so it wasn't really a scandal. Um, but, you know, he embraced it and he took it on as a team. And, you know, there was no distraction as a team because he was like he came in and said, listen, I like beat. What are you, you going to do? Um, and it's my wife and they're beautiful and I love them. And it, like, how can you how can you knock a guy for saying something like that? This obviously being a little bit different situation. Um, where it's not a great look on the family side, um, but still, you know, it, it's tough to own that when it when it's not um, something that's close to you. And so I think there's going to be a struggle within that locker room um, of, you know, where's this guy's priorities? You know, he didn't fly back with us after we lost. We're, we're now 0-4. 
we have this little weekend uh, where the players obviously need to take a, take a step back and say, hey, listen, all right, I need to reset, get my body right, get my mind right. You know, we have a lot of games left. Let's figure out how to win this thing. Well, and while you're doing that, you expect the coaches to be in um, figuring out what, what has gone wrong and how to right the ship. And when you see that your coach is out doing whatever, and it, there could have been no lady there and just him sitting at a bar hanging out in, in Ohio while you're sitting in Jacksonville, you're like, well, is he putting the team first? You know, is he, he is he doing everything that he needs to do? So he's got to win back that locker room. And it, it, it's going to be difficult. You know, I, I think that that's a, a tough, tough, uh, you know, bridge to, to gap because you, you got guys, you know, especially older guys, like younger guys, you know, they, they'll give you, a, I think, a pass quicker. But older guys who know that they're nearing the end of their road and they're putting everything they can into um, building a successful team to get to get wins because they know it might be their last year, it might be the last couple of years. Um, to see a coach not fully invested is a very tough look. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Nick. When you look at it, and, and you know, obviously, you speak. He spoke to the team. And I read an article earlier uh, yesterday where he left the room and the entire team laughed uh, about you know his his. So he he's completely lost that rock locker room and those older guys like, you know. How, how can you tell players to be invested? Let's go ahead and win, you know, be, win this next week. If you're not totally invested, if you're not, if you're not in the office 14, 16 hours a day trying to figure out how to beat the next team, guys know that. I mean, we're all adults. We're all men. We all know when guys are committed to the process and committed to winning. And, and when you're 0-4, you know, they start pointing fingers at everybody. And, and I think a lot of fingers are being pointed at Urban right now because his credibility will be shot in that locker room yeah and you know i look at i look at it as you know even for me as a player especially when i had the with rex ryan you know his big thing was you know we're going to work hard when we do and we're going to play hard when when we're not working um and he wasn't a, a 14 16 18 hour a day guy grinding out he was like let's get our work done and we're going to do it to the best of our ability and when we're done we're going to go enjoy ourselves and so you know and then i had other coaches who were listen we're going to be here for 20 hours you know, grind in, get a cot in your office and, and you're going to be sleeping here. So I've seen both sides and, and I appreciate both sides, but I also appreciate the dedication to the team. And, you know, the fact that he didn't fly home from Ohio to Jacksonville, I think would be just, I've never, I've ne never had a coach not fly home without like a, you know, a loss, you know, a family loss or something that, you know, drastic um, just to sit and hang out with the grandkids. Um, you know, if that was just all it was, would be enough to be like, as he is he fully here? Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. You mentioned the reaction in the locker room that Jacksonville had when when Rex brings up the foot thing and just owns it. <laughs> what goes on in that locker room afterwards? Like, or is it, that's our coach. That's my guy. I mean, that basically, because I don't know how did that move around when he when he came clean the way he did. Well, you know, the New York press, you know, they'll they'll grab anything and everything, and so when it first came out. Like, oh, man, like this scandal, you know, it's salacious, um, you know, all the details, what's Rex doing behind the curtain, like all these different things. And, you know, and he didn't say anything in the media. He, you know, he kept it quiet. But he told us, you know, he, he comes in and goes, listen, guys, I like feet. And like, as soon as he did that, he opened up and, you know, he, he said, I'm, I'm not with another woman. And, you know, this is my wife. Um, you know, it's just it's stupid that these people got involved. And it, it was really like a rallying cry around Rex the fact that you know hey listen like it, it, it's kind of one of those things like ah you know the press is just out to get us 
and they were you know it really was no no reason to be a story um and so when he owned it and said hey guys you know this is what it is um and we all laughed about it i mean rex laughed about it uh, along with you know the practice squad guy so from top to bottom um we all had uh, had a good laugh and you know we moved on position i i will say in that situation from a player standpoint uh you don't lose credibility though right you're not that doesn't test you know at that you know rex is uh his credibility or his, to the team or his commitment to the team. He just like feet, right? <laughs> but uh, when you don't, when you don't travel back to, with the, uh, with the ball club, that, that kind of questions your commitment to, do you want to win games, right? We all make enough money. If you want to see the grandkids, you can fly them down. Everything's good, right? To Jackson, Florida, right? So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you have to, uh, guys in the locker room are smart. They're veteran guys, they're grown men, and they understand when guys are, are fully invested and when they're not. Best coach for you guys that you ever played with could be a head coach. Doesn't have to be just who really did you appreciate? This guy has my back and he's good for the team at the same time. So I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, to me, uh, the best coach I, I ever had was Bill Callahan. Uh, he was our offensive line coach for four or five years. Um, he, he gave me the tools and the knowledge uh, to be successful. And, you know, it, it was just, he was an unbelievable coach from the, the left tackle to the right tackle and everything in between. Uh, he took care of his guys. He was, he was unbelievable. And then as a head coach, uh, Rex, you know, he was, he was one of a kind, um, still is. And, you know, if he ever got a head coaching job or something like that, he called, um, I know I'd go running to, to do whatever he needed. If it was just getting coffee, um, I'd be there because he's just, he, he, he loves football and he loves having fun. Um, and he, he's a great defensive mind. Um, and, and I know if he got another shot that he would do well, because I think he's learned a lot from, from what uh, transpired between the Jets and the Bills. Um, but he, he was, he's fantastic, an unbelievable coach. Um, and even, even liking feet, you know, I still love him. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's a uh, position coach is Jim Hannafin. Uh, he's a longtime guy, coached the Hogs back in Washington, but he was a guy who brought me in and, and uh, and really, it really taught me the game. When you're coming out of college, highly touted, you feel like you know everything about the, 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 the left tackle position. And, and, you know, we spent countless hours working on our pass set after, after uh, practice. So the patience that he showed with me, the love, the care, uh, was, was, was second to none. Um, and then as a head coach, it's easy for me. Uh, when, anytime you win a Super Bowl with a guy, he really believes in who you are. Uh, coach Dick Vermeil was, was awesome. Uh, he's an old school guy um, who believed in, in his players no matter what. Um, and you could tell that even when we, whatever city we traveled to, his old Philadelphia Eagles team players would always come to our meetings. And that was a sign of a really good coach and how he impacted certain players' life, even post football. So uh, Dick Vermeil is easy for me, uh, probably one of the best coaches, the best coach that I've ever played for. This one applies to Jacksonville, but it also applies around the league. And you guys were, I mean, have been on great teams. We've gone deep in the playoffs. Orlando, you won a Super Bowl. But you've also been on bad teams. What's the biggest challenge, especially for you guys? You're in the trenches each week. Your body's going through a lot. What's the biggest challenge to stay motivated? And you're sitting here 0-4, 1-3, and you probably know deep down that this team's going nowhere. Uh, how do you, what, what was your challenge that way to, to keep going? Yeah, um, it, to me, it was always that, uh, you know, no matter what's going on ar around the team or anything, you know, you still have to do your best. And, you know, you're still putting film out there. 
um, that, that shows, you know, what you're doing and, and how you deal with this. And especially at 0-4, um, you know, at that point, it was like, all right, you know, we're going to be the, the force as an offensive line. You know, there was a, always our mentality was the five of us up front. We were going to be the force that turned this thing around. And, you know, we're going to go from 0-4 to, you know, win a couple of games and see where we get to. Um, so that was always the mentality, you know, that, that we were looking for. And it was, it, it was always difficult, you know, as you go through a rough season, um, trying to, trying to keep guys away from making business decisions where, you know, you, you, Hey, maybe you don't stretch out for that ball, or maybe you don't, you know, do a little extra work on this block, um, because, you know, you might get hurt or, or this, that, or the other. Um, and, and that kind of gets in a struggle, you know, making sure the guys are, are still into it. Uh, without you know being calling people out and so it's, it's that's the balancing act like hey make sure we stick together um, and, and you know be as a team and try to work together and try to work through this uh, as a team rather than like well you're not doing that great um, I'm, I'm working my butt off but you're not doing that great you need to pick it up uh, because that you know just leads to more losses yeah for me it's everybody do your job right uh, when you're in the NFL city and everything, the pressure's on your back, coaches are on your back, everybody, nobody's showing up to the game. It's really about the guys in that locker room and holding each other count accountable. I know Nick said it, we're both offensive linemen. In that room, we always feel like we need to galvanize ourselves together and, and let's go out and play good football. And uh, we always live by the mantra, you're interviewing for somebody. Uh, when somebody turns on that film uh, and they see that you're not giving your full effort, you, you'll find yourself out of the league really quick. So no matter what, you got you have to have pride within yourself to go out and play your best football, regardless of what anybody else is doing. Just go out and be, you know, you still representing your family name that's on the back of that jersey. So you want to go out and put a good performance on no matter what. So that's the way I, I viewed it. And there's there's some tough, you know, Decembers when you know you have a chance at a playoff. It's cold outside and you're like, dude, what am I doing? Uh, but, you know, obviously you still got to go out and, and perform. So Pride, I love it. All right, let's move on to, at least in the middle here, we're looking at dark horse candidates to win the Super Bowl. Kansas City's sitting there at 2-2. Two and two. A lot of people thought they were going to go 20-0. and 0. That's obviously not going to be the case. Let me read some odds to you from uh, winbet.com, your place where you should be doing your gambling. The Arizona Cardinals are plus 1,400. The Los Angeles Chargers, plus 1,600. The Cowboys are leaping up at plus 18, along with the 49ers. The Seahawks back and forth at plus 2,500. Uh, the favorite right now rem is remains the Bucks at plus 550. Chiefs are plus 600. Do any dark horses jump out, out at you, Orlando? I got I got to be honest. Uh, Justin Herbert with those L.A. Chargers, man, they are playing good football out there. Uh, he had a good year last year before I think he went down with an injury, but – he is playing really good football. That team seems like they're they're gelling at the right time. Uh, you know, Nick uh, Bosa coming off the edge. They have a really good defense. They played really good football the other night. Uh, so, I, you know, I think if he continues to play at that level, uh, and obviously they beat Kansas City the, the, the week before, uh, you know, obviously they have a chance. They're, they're, they're probably a dark horse favorite, and their odds will continue to improve as the season goes on. Yeah, I'm looking um, – I, I really like the Cowboys and uh, the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray is just playing great. Um, I think they have a chance. They get on a run. Uh, they could do something special. 
and, and same with the Cowboys. You know, they, they're coming, they're, they're rolling well. Um, they play in a division that I think for the most part is, is pretty wide open um, and they should be able to handle it pretty easily. And, you know, once they get the playoffs, I'd love to see what Dak can do. So um, I'm riding the Cowboys right now. They've been doing fantastic. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to stay with it. So I, I, look- I, I refuse to say the Cowboys. And I say this because Cowboy fans, after they win two games, and my son's a Cowboy fan, they're going to the Super Bowl. So I'll let them do all the boasting and bragging and all that uh, for me. So I refuse to say it because they're never really a dark horse, uh, according to their fans. Every time they win a game, they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah to their fans they're, they're going they're, they could lose the opening day and like yeah we're still going to the super bowl don't worry so uh but i think to the rest of us um who would probably not like to see them go to a super bowl anyways but i think to the rest of us i think dallas you know there was a lot of questions with dak coming back after his injuries he's gonna is he gonna come rolling back through um how's that defense gonna look and you know i, I think they've done a pretty good job so far this year what about the mike mccarthy factor in dallas Oh yeah, I, they're just. It, it seems everything seems to be rolling together, and the, the, so that's. Uh, I, I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm going to hold strong until they prove me otherwise, which they're probably going to do. Uh, but you know, when you look at that division between the Eagles, uh, the Washington Football Team, and the Giants, um, you know they could they could have a, a kind of a mediocre year and still make the playoffs. And you know, as everyone knows, once you make the playoffs, it's a whole new season, and, and anything can happen. Orlando, any thoughts on Mike McCarthy and his clock management, amongst other things? Well, you, you know what? Uh, you know, that, that's uh, – those, those Dallas Cowboys, I, I kind of root for Dak. Uh, Mike McCarthy is just a pro- – you know, he's just a figurehead. I think that Kevin Moore is doing a great job calling the game for Dak and that guy's uh, – you know, obviously they don't talk as much about some of the mishaps, uh, clock management, those things when the Cowboys are winning. So – uh, you know, obviously, I like to see Zeke do well and those guys do well. But uh, I think they, to Nick's point, I think they have a, a really easy route to the playoffs just based on their division and the guys that they face. Uh, but they have a ton of talent. And the key is, I think the ultimate key is whether they stay healthy or not. All right. Two quarterbacks that are playing incredible football. They've both been mentioned already, but let's examine them a little closer. Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. I'll give you guys the option right now. Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback, Murray and or Herbert? Uh, what do you think here, Nick? That's a tough call because I, I really like both of them. Um, you know, they, it, it, ah, man, um, <laughs> I, I think for me, I think, you know, if, if you're going to make me choose one and, and not both of them, uh, I'm going to go Kyler Murray at the moment. Um, you know, the way that he's playing, I, I look at the Cardinals as kind of like uh, Kansas City light, um, you know, and, and but they're obviously doing better than Kansas City. Uh, you know, that offense is just explosive. Kyler's playing fantastic. Um, you know, long haul, I, I, I don't know if either are up to the task. Um, so if I'm going to take the short burst, I'm going to ride Kyler um, and, and see what he can get me. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Kyler Murray train also. I just think what he does, you know, he's a what he does with his arm, and then what he, you know, he can run the ball at will, and you know, obviously get first down. So he's a, he's more of a two way guy for me. But he just seems like he's on a mission. He doesn't smile much. Uh, he just goes out there about his business, uh, gets and gets wins. Uh, that win against uh, the Rams this past week uh, was a big win for that organization, and, and obviously. Uh, to, to go in there and beat them the way they did uh, spoke volumes to, to, to their team and, and how he's playing. 
So are you both picking Murray then between the two as the bigger favorite, more likely to win the MVP this year? I, I, I think so. I think uh, just because that franchise, Cardinals hadn't really done much. They got some pretty good receivers on the outside, A.J. Green and Hopkins and those guys. But, what you know, obviously when you, you, got, you bring a franchise like that up and you play that well, uh, you know, I think, I think he's the front runner for, in, in terms of those two. Uh, but we'll see late in the year because the AFC West is a tough, tough, uh, you know, division when you got uh, Patrick Mahomes and you got Derek Carr doing what they're doing and even Denver playing good ball. We'll see how they end up in, in that division at the end of the year. Yeah, I, um, uh, I'm, uh, shoot, I, I got so enthralled with Orlando was saying, I completely forgot where I was like, oh, he's making some great points, and I agree with everything he says, and then completely forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I just got sucked into uh. it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that's the beauty of big man bets you can get you that's it. And, and, just... and offensive lineman chemistry i mean it was almost it was like it was like poetry i was just sitting there listening like i should be drinking a, a cup of coffee just listening to the coffee shop <laughs> let's uh let's take a look at the big sunday night game with uh, the chiefs and the bills and Buffalo probably has had this one circled for a long time since uh, last year's AFC championship game. Chiefs are coming in at two and two. Who do you think is perhaps uh, the game means a little bit more to right now that that game that it might be Buffalo, but uh, Kansas city's got something to prove too. Or Orlando, you got a, you got any edge on who this one means more to in week five of 2021? Definitely Kansas city, definitely Kansas city, man. Uh, to, to come out and be two and two, and, you know, you think those guys will go undefeated based on the talent they have, but their defense is really struggling right now. Anybody can score on that defense. I'm sure Josh Allen is licking his chops to go against that defense. So they have to they have to man up. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, in their offense, what they can do. But if they can't stop anybody, it's going to be tough for them to, to make a deep run in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. So uh, looking forward to this game. It should be a pretty exciting game with two uh, – you know, two up and coming. Well, I shouldn't say up and coming. The Chiefs are there, and, and the Bills are, are, you know, trying to uh, to, to to beat those guys. Uh, I know they they had some battles over the past couple of years, but uh, I think I think at two and two, the Chiefs need to prove that they could either stop somebody and win a big game. Yeah, I look at it. Um, I'm looking at both sides. You know, you look at the, the Chiefs. That's the glaring one. You know, they did not start the way uh, that they wanted to. That we all thought they were going to. Um, and sound, so now they got to crawl back in and say, all right, yes, we are a dominant force in the NFL. Um, and here's why. So they, this is a very big prove it game against the Buffalo team, you know, that lost week one to Pittsburgh, but since then has, has really found the rhythm. And I think losing the Pittsburgh was probably the best thing that could have happened for him because it kind of slapped him in the mouth and said, listen, everyone's been talking great about you all off season, um, but you can still lose. And so I think that lit that fire back underneath them and, and they've been playing some great football. Um, and so this is an opportunity for them um, and why the game means a lot uh, that they need to show that they are for real, that they're not just the flash in the pan, um, that they can win games and, you know, against lesser opponents, uh, but not win the big one. Um, and this is a chance for redemption for them. So I, I think both teams have a lot. Uh, I think they're very different. Um, they're on their approach to the games. Kansas City needs to prove that, hey, listen, we are still a, a powerhouse. And the Bills need to prove that, hey, listen, we we are the powerhouse that KC used to be. Um, and so it, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. 
Uh, it's going to be a little difficult to watch over here um, across the pond uh, as I think it kicks off at 2 a.m. Um, so I, I'll have to catch the replays of it. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic uh, game. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the highlights from that one. Nick talking us today from Italy, which we appreciate. It's supposed to be everyone's predicted a shootout. It's the biggest number on the board this week, 56. Uh, do you guys like that style? Boom, 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 boom. Or does it get boring for you two offensive linemen just touchdown after touchdown after air raid after air raid? Uh, <laughs> I would I would get upset just because we're like, listen, defense, if you just stop them one time, we'll keep scoring points and it'll be fantastic. Um, so I will, as an offensive lineman, I will never say that I, I don't want to just keep scoring touchdowns. Um, but I would start getting at, at some point upset with the defense being like, hey, listen, if you could just stop them once, it'd be great. Um, and, you know, I, I know I played a lot of football where the defense was probably looking at us saying, hey, if you could just score once, we might be good. <laughs> um, so I, I see both sides of it. Uh, but I'll never say that I don't want to score touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Look, look, I played on the greatest show on turf, man. That's what we did. So I love to see – I hope, hopefully it goes up and down, big plays after big play. Uh, and, just, and just, you know, the team who has the ball or makes the least amount of mistakes at the end uh, will win the game, man. But I love exciting – you know, let's go deep. Let's make some big plays, some exciting, exciting plays. So hopefully this game uh, lives up to it. All right, gentlemen, it's time for our picks. Last week, Orlando was rough. One and two, pal. Nick three and zero. Oh, so, Nick with the lead on the season. You're you're two games back. Nick is six and four. Orlando's four and six. Uh, but and and some interesting Orlando. You you just you 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 bet on the Bears or bet I mean, uh, you bet on the Lions and then you bet on the under. Too much just action on that game was a killer for you. Absolutely. But, let Let's go. Uh, this is a new week here. Uh, Nick, you're up. Give us your your pick of the week in week five. All right, pick of the week this week. Um, you know, we talked about it at the, the beginning of this episode. Uh, Urban struggling in Jacksonville. I'm going Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Tennessee's minus four and a half. I think that locker room's chaos. The coaching staff's in chaos. Ownership doesn't know what's going on in Jacksonville. Um, I think Tennessee's going to come in, um, just smack them around and do whatever they want. Is, is Nick looking at my sheet? That was my pick of the week. I think everybody's piling on Jacksonville. There's just too much turmoil down there, man. They can't stay focused. The coach isn't focused. Uh, you know, he's in Ohio while they should be prepping for Tennessee. Uh, so I think it's going to be a route, Tennessee. So that is my pick of the week also. Good luck. <laughs> Y'all are, are with the public, which is very dangerous. Just a reminder. So just you might want to rethink that one before Sunday, but it's on the record now at Big Man Bets. Uh, all right, upset of the week. Orlando, go ahead. I am going uh, San Francisco. Uh, they're getting five and a half in Arizona. Arizona coming off a big week, big win last week against my Rams. I think they'll have a little letdown. Uh, San Francisco is a tough team. They play tough. They're in every game. Uh, so I, I, that is my upset pick of the week. Uh, San Francisco getting five and a half points versus Arizona. I like that. I like that. That's a good pick. I didn't, I didn't really catch that one. That's a good pick. Uh, all right. So for me, upset of the week, uh, look at this big game, beefs, uh, the Bills Chiefs. Um, I, I think the Bills are going to come out and, and prove um, that they belong at the top echelon of the AFC um, and that they're going to beat the Chiefs. Right now, we have it at plus two and a half. Um, the Bills are going to win this game, and that's my upset of the week. Like it. I 
It's going to be super fun on Sunday night. All right, over-unders. Orlando, you get to go first. Very underrated game. Nobody's really talking about it. Browns at the charge at, versus the Chargers, L.A. Chargers. Uh, I think the over is uh, over under is 47. I'm going with the over on that game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game on that. I like it. Um, all right, for me, uh, two, the two lowest over-unders on the board right now are 39 and a half points. That's Denver versus Pitt and New England versus Houston. Um, I look at Denver going to Pittsburgh. Denver has a great defense. Pittsburgh at home is reeling, uh, needs to put on a great performance. I am taking the under Denver versus Pitt. Uh, 39 and a half is very low, and I think the uh, the betting world is screaming for you to take the over. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna buck the trend. I'm going to take the under because I think these defenses are going to play lights out. Man, after my own heart, going the contrarian route here. Go to winbet.com for all your bets, big man bets. We will update you next week on the records right now nick with a two-game lead gentlemen great to be with you i just want to wrap up with this orlando did bill belichick blow it on sunday night when he kicked a field goal or attempted to from 56 yards he was going to give the ball back to tom brady it was weird did belichick blow it on sunday night in the big matchup with brady no you know what he did really well uh, I, I would have did the same thing I, obviously you didn't want to leave that much time on the clock but i would have done it uh and he wanted that win really bad too bad he couldn't come up with it so you know no no no, no. you got to trust your quarterback they got to go for it fourth and three you want to go for the win um you know we saw aaron Rodgers drive down the field in what 39 seconds um tom was going to do the same thing to him um so you know trust quarterback to get three yards and you know you get that ball closer. I'm still in favor of kicking the field goal, but in the rain, 56 yards—that's a tough field goal. I think you gotta you gotta go to win the game, um, and not just you know hope to hold on. He had it, and then he, he blew it. it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more with Nick on this one, gentlemen. Great stuff. Week five in the books. Enjoy the games, and uh, we will see you next week on Big Man Bets.